My name is Ed and welcome to episode 6 of the Hogcast. For the last few weeks we've had many a guest, many different people. Last week we had Isla McTeer who absolutely owned me in some Japanese haikus. It is now time to introduce a brand new guest, never before seen in Gamehog audio format on the channel, I suppose, or in any other format apart from live streaming. Please welcome to the Hogcast, Mr. Chris Bingham. Welcome, sir. <coughs> Sorry, I was... I was leaning away from the mic to drink my water. <laughs> okay, well, that's a great like a start. How are you? Welcome to the Hogcast. I am very good. Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here. Well, we're happy to have you here. Now, some people may know you as the the brother of the beloved Jenny B, who is featured on the channel, but how would other people know you? What is it that you do on YouTube, Chris? Why don't Man, you explain that to people who maybe don't know you? What is it that I not do? Is the real question. <laughs> right. Uh, most people know me as a sketch comedian. That's how I got started. I also video blog. Um, my most notable project is called Past Bing, Future Bing. It's a kind of time tra- time traveling, time capsule uh, video blog series. Um, and when I'm not doing that, I'm uh, making music or um, doing my day job, which is teaching on a film course. Oh, really? Where do you do that? Ravensbourne Ooh. in uh, Greenwich, London. How long have you been doing that for? Uh, about a year and a half, 16 months or so. Was that where you went to college? No, actually, they turned me down. Really? Yes. Scandal. I know. Lo and behold, the prodigal son returns, I, coming to teach them now. I There is a certain um, poetic beauty to that whole situation that they i because at the time i was very i was very sad i was very disappointed (laughs) that i didn't get into ravensbourne um it was one of my it may have even been my first choice and they turned me down um and now they now they pay me a salary so <laughs> it's I the guess, ultimate universal justice that's I guess excellent i won well chris we're gonna kick off this hogcast as we do every hogcast which is we start and end pretty much everything with a little questionnaire but we start with the pivot questionnaire which some of you may recognize from inside the actor's studio so we'll start with question mm. one which is what is your favorite word chris bingham oh i have a few favorite words um I'm going to go with my favorite word based on meaning and importance okay. right, in my life. And that is context. Right. <laughs> context. It sounds, I sound like a nerd, but context is, is one of the greatest words in the English language. And it, it is one of the most important things in life. Absolutely. Understanding context, not just understanding like, oh, somebody took this out of context or, you know, being savvy when you're watching the news or, but like understanding the the place, your place in things, understanding the, the role you are playing in whatever system or whatever community or environment you happen to be in, or understanding the context of a particular uh, discipline or art style or or oh, what know, about a more nihilistic one where your context in how small you are compared to the universe that too, and how nothing absolutely. you do matters in a way that too and i am i am a card carrying nihilist <laughs> and so official yes. member of the, of the nihilist bank club yeah except we don't print cards because we don't care <laughs> 
That was a really nerdy joke, but I loved it. <laughs> That's a really interesting choice because a lot of the people have been going for things like facetious was one of them. Uh, Spamals went with pickles. Yeah, <laughs> a bit see, less impactful. Like, I, that, I made a conscious choice because I have words that I like just because of the sound, like um, betwixt. <laughs> no, I'm a big fan of betwixt and any word like lozenge. Yeah, ends with lozenge. ng sounds. I love those. I love I love thins. The plural of thin, like, All right. like on a bit, you know, on like biscuit packets. Sometimes, if it's a a fancy a wheat biscuit, thin or something, yes, like a that. fancy biscuit or some kind of health food, <laughs> they call it a wheat thin <laughs> or a packet of digestive thins. Oh yeah, I see those a lot as well, and they kind of feel like a sin. I don't like this idea of dwarfing food to but make it, me feel like some kind of giant. But that word, as enjoyable as it is, it doesn't mean something deeper to me. Whereas context, I think, is an important word for everyone. I think that's very interesting. In fact, bringing this to kind of more current affairs, which we don't normally do on the Hogcast. <laughs> Let's do but it. I was watching. Yeah, exactly. I was watching one of those videos. Do you, do you hear about this story about the chap who taught his pug dog to do exactly, a Nazi salute? Exactly. It is on my mind. Uh, I watched like the Philip DeFranco just just an hour ago. Well, there was a little the, video clip the, um, of him talking to a decision. Sky News journalist and yes. him saying, what do you think what you've done is wrong? Because you said gas, gas, gas. And he goes, well, why is it wrong when I said it? But when you said it just now in the context of a question, it's not OK. Think about context, mate. Yeah, no. And it's kind of a- like, whilst I disagree with what you've done, like, that's a good point. Yeah, Count Ankula is a bamf in that in that fucking clip. Are we allowed to swear? Of course we're allowed to swear, we're just not allowed to drop a C-bomb. No C-bombs, got it. Count Dankula in that clip, and if you haven't seen it, check out one of the latest uh, Philip DeFranco's, or just, you can Google for, like, um, Count Dankula Sky News clip or something. He's a complete bamf. He gets it. He understands it. He's been living with this this ridiculous court case for two years. Two years? Two years of his life has been wasted on this ridiculous court proceeding that that is that upsets me so much. It makes me so angry that I want to go down there and just give him a hug and and say, like, dude, you, you did not do anything wrong. I'm so sorry. Because, yes, like, it's a poor taste joke. We can all understand that it's a poor taste joke. And if you don't find it funny, you're probably going to find it offensive. It's risque material at the best of times. Sure. Doing a Nazi joke. Right? We all understand that in the biz. <laughs> we know we know there are certain subjects you don't talk about. But we Absolutely. also understand that in the context of a joke, we... we, we Technically, we, nothing's off limits. We take for granted that we are not going to be assaulted or arrested or our freedom taken away from us for making a joke. Absolutely. And it, it, it really, really upsets me. What else... What specifically upsets me about this court case more than, like, on top of that, is the hypocrisy of it all. This is one guy, one guy who uploaded one YouTube video, which is not nearly as offensive as some things that professional stand-up comedians have done on stage in front of thousands of people. And get applauded for it. And and televised to millions of people. Absolutely. This is one guy, and... By doing this, not only are you setting a terrible precedent for the future, but you're also, you're also basically saying, like, 
you're singling this one guy out. What about all those? If we're gonna if we're gonna do him for it, then we're gonna go. We gotta go back and and do everyone else. It is ridiculous, and it kind of brings back all the old PewDiePie stuff when that came up. And yeah, again, like you say, poor jokes in poor taste. That again, some people will probably find offensive, but. Again, the context there was so important, and yeah, it was risque material, but ultimately it wasn't there to hurt people, it was actually yeah. there to kind of do, it was there to kind of satirise the people who were trying to, be, you know, yeah, make it's the, harm it's and the, like that. It's the kind of time-old, you know, Cartman argument, you know, is Cartman highlighting how stupid belief in Nazi propaganda is, or is he glamorizing and hate crimes is he glamorizing and making it accessible and everyone has a different opinion and everyone lands on the same um a a different place on that spectrum but nobody's going to arrest matt stone and trey parker i imagine how they've probably had loads of calls for their arrest by now knowing the kind of people who complain did you ever see that they released all of the all of the simpsons complaints that were ever filed or upheld oh and there was only like 13 or something They are the most absurdly dull things in the world. I love it. From kind of, you know, middle-aged white women just whinging, going, I saw Mr. Simpson sitting in his front yard nude. Do you really think this is appropriate for daytime television? Mm. Now just fuck off, really. Like, just fuck off. And I also, there's also a certain, I feel like, and this this is strictly my opinion, and I'm not... You know, I haven't read every single document of the case and I'm not like by any means an expert, but and I don't know the judges and, and people involved at all. But I feel like there's something there's something that just gets just irks at me, just just makes me kind of uncomfortable. It feels like there's just a little bit of a like a classist element to it because okay, we're not dealing with a person of color, we're dealing with a white guy, but we're dealing with a white guy with a beard and tattoos and spacers <laughs> who speaks with a kind of drawl regional accent and uses slang and is very upfront about the fact that he smokes and he uh, enjoys weed, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think he was. I think he was picked out. I think he was, we, was made an example of because of the way he looks interesting i think i think i think someone along that line or multiple people along that line saw this guy and thought there's a there's someone that needs to be taught a lesson there's a threat to our to our values that man there so let's get it. Blimey, this is a very, very deep start to the first 10 minutes it of the Hogwarts. This is Should exciting. Up a little bit? Right off the first question. <laughs> this is amazing. We haven't had any serious discussions for, like this, but... Hey, comedy YouTubers, we got to look out for each other. Even if we don't like the video or find it funny or even if we find it offensive I we feel have to like defend the position kind of that it's okay to, to do it. We have to protect ourselves because it's, a, you know... First they come for Count Dankula and I and I said nothing. And then then they count then they came for Games Hog and I and I still I said nothing. <laughs> and finally they came for me. And there was no there was no Count Dankula or Games Hog to defend to say anything for me. You know? It's, it's that. true. We're dealing with it's oh it's 
gross. This oh. is very true. You've raised some amazing points today, Chris, and I, I think I think we, we you've made a point that we do have to rally together as creators around these points. Otherwise, creativity and freedom of speech will be rife with this world. We'll never be able to do anything with it. Yeah. Anyway, Chris, we'll move on to the second question of we the questionnaire, will. which is, what is your least favorite word? Oh. Now, uh, I've said this in most of the podcasts, the most common selection is the word moist. No, I'm not going to go for that. I love the word moist. Do you? <laughs> okay, love fair. It. I've never heard anyone say that. It's got that lovely beefy oi sound in it. Love it. I also said mm. pus last week. I don't like pus, pus. As, a, as a word or a pus. sound. It also looks wrong because it's only one S. Mm. Mm. I've got to say one of mine is um. I can't stand people who um and uh their way through sentences too much. Like, it's um, fine to do every now and again, but for uh, God's sake, just just, uh, just silence and thinking um, about what you're going to say next is better um, than umming or erring your uh, way through it. Um, um, I feel um, the vein on my forehead throbbing <laughs> as this carries on. Ah, oh, you caught me out. I honestly, I don't know. Maybe I don't have a least. You're just such word. a bibliophile that I you just, just love words. The thing is, I thought like, I'm, okay, so this is where my mind is going, right? I'm going to okay. slang, and I'm going to things that I personally think are, you know uninspired words or words that make you sound unintelligent or you know words that have been corrupted like saying literally or saying oh like, or like a, like actually this uh this is actually me or you actually know. is a really horrible word to say in a sentence to someone because when you say to someone that was actually quite good what you're saying yeah. is i didn't expect that to be very good but hey, i now maybe, think it's very hey, good yeah. maybe it's actually because there are other in its in its clearest and original form, there are other ways you can say it, right? Sure. You can say in actuality, or you can say it turns out it's this. As a you know? matter of fact. As a matter of fact. You know, there are other ways of saying it, but most often colloquially, it's used in a passive aggressive way or in a belittling way or. Yeah. It, yeah, it was okay. actually not as shit as I thought it was going to be. Even it's basically you, you, yeah, how it comes even across. Even if you're using it nicely, or you think you're using it nicely, it's probably being interpreted. I think that's a, probably a fair shout, isn't Poorly. it, actually? Because now that I think about it, I can't really think of a term when it's not been used in a, as a massive double negative, in a way. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to go with actually. Let's wipe it off the face of the planet. I'm also going to go with actually. Yeah, fuck actually. Yeah, I don't want actually, actually to be a word anymore. Actually, fuck actually. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag fuck actually in the comments. <laughs> like I said, if you guys are listening over on the audio version of this podcast, make sure you migrate over to the YouTube version where you can leave comments answering various questions, responding to the various features on the podcast and giving us your thoughts, because I'd like to try and read some of your guys' suggestions out on the podcast. So maybe you'll get read out in the next one. Yeah, do it. And while you're there, subscribe. On to one of the more deep questions of the Pivot questionnaire. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Typically, a lot of people have answered passion for this because there's something incredibly invigorating about whether it's your own passion or someone else's passion. It just makes something totally different seeing it through someone's eyes who adores what they're doing. Variety. Ooh, the spice of life. Variety. I absolutely dig it. It is, it's woven a, a kind of a kind of drive to find the to experience the novel 
is woven through like every part of my life and lifestyle. Um, I creatively enjoy doing, you know, I, that I do a lot of different things. Yes. I do it because I, I kind of can't really sit still doing one thing at a time or one thing for too long, you know. You'd rather have your fingers in many pies, as it were. Yeah, I like, I make videos for a while and I'm like, yeah, this is great, but I really wish I was also making music. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to learn how to make some music. And then I like, oh, that's pretty cool. Put out an EB, put out an album. Oh, what next? I'm going to, I'm going to do some live streaming. I'm going to learn how to build a boat. Do you think that drifts into your professional life as well, which is why you maybe oh, do a multitude sure. of different I, no, things? No, it's in my professional life. It, it you know, people see it in my professional life. I get, I always get asked like, why don't you just upload one thing at YouTube? Like, yeah, I could probably be the f- king of fucking YouTube at this point if I just did one thing and just did it really, really well. But I'm my own worst enemy. People say this to me on YouTube as part of GameHog. They're like, do you know what you need to do? You need to just start again and find a niche. So yeah. now fuck that, because I would have done that already if I wanted to do that. I could make an anime channel talking about Dragon Ball if I wanted to. I love yeah. Dragon Ball. I could make a Yu-Gi-Oh! channel talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! I love Yu-Gi-Oh! I could do any of this. I don't want to, because it turns it into a chore. Only 20-minute video essays about the deeper meaning of Dragon Ball Z, and you're fine. You're in it. You're moneyed. I could, I could make an educational essay channel like Nerdwriter in my fucking sleep. <laughs> Brah. But I don't want to. I'd get bored. I'd get bored after one video. Yeah, and this is the something that Spammels and I have been discussing, because Spammels, who's one of the creators who's friends with us, he makes a lot of Titanic-based content, mm. but he doesn't want to only be tied to the Titanic-based content. Obviously, he's he's very proud of the fact that he's become synonymous with the Titanic, because it's something that he adores, and he adores mm. making that content, but when it's all your audience talk about, and it's all they want to see, that's frustrating when you're going, but look at all these other games that I'm playing yeah. that are loads of fun that i'm enjoying playing like don't you want to come see those no where's the titanic like i understand that feeling of not wanting to be pigeonholed so i agree with you there it's not just in my professional life as well it comes through in everything it comes through in my eating habits have you if you've ever seen me eat i just kind of i can't just have one thing on my plate i have to have like little like i'm i'm best in like a tapas style restaurant Oh, picky teas. Yeah, I, I agree can with have that. Everything. I can try a little bit of everything and it's socially acceptable. But when I go to another restaurant, I'm limited to just ordering one thing and maybe a starter. I, I, I panic. And when I'm at home, I, I, I think like a lot of people, I kind of like shamey in private. Sure. <laughs> I go to the fridge and I go to well, the like counter and just like, I make myself up a bunch of sandwiches, but then I'm like, well, I also have this hummus and these chips, but I also have these veggies. Well, I'll just throw, and I got this graze box just in, bang, I hear it, <laughs> I hear it land in the, in the <laughs> corridor. Right on your doormat. Like, yes. Yeah. I could just open a couple of graze boxes as well. And then I, I come up to my room and I lay it out all on my desk and I feast. I feast in private where no one can see me. Are you a fan of the roast dinner? I love it. But again, I would like to add a couple of a burrito to it or something. Oh, sorry? I just like, it's great, but there's only really like one kind of style of flavors going on there. Are you so, high? What What, what so do you I have on your have, roasts? There's chicken, can, there's veg, yeah, there's sure, stuffing. they like kind of beige tastes, right? So throw what? some hot sauce on there, throw some extra... So yeah, I put some, some chili flakes on my roast dinner. I won't yeah, dispute that. But like, also I want some olives. <laughs> and maybe <laughs> like just eating the wrong food then. 
I mean, fair enough. I, I, okay, I can't dispute that. I think and that's interesting. No having this in variety. A traditional roast. Where's the cheese? That's okay, fine. Well, what about macaroni and cheese? Not macaroni and cheese, sorry, cauliflower cheese. Cauliflower cheese are the roasters. Okay, acceptable. yeah, throw that in there, then I might be satisfied. What about chorizo cauliflower Ooh, cheese? Then you're really talking. You're ta- I haven't eaten yet. I'm. Okay, sorry, making I'm, I'm making this a bit worse for you. So, your creative, spiritual, and emotional turn on is variety. I think that's a wonderful yeah. answer, and I think most people would probably like to agree with you. I am a bit more of a creature of habit with some things. I like eating the same things if I know I like it. I like watching a certain show if yeah. I know I'm used to it and I like watching it. But in other regards, I like the variety. With my content, for instance, yeah, I, I adore the variety. Habits. I have a few habits. I have a few, you know, like... I'm not full on. I'm not like a nomad. I'm not sure you know, traveling. You can't pin me down, man. I'll do what I want. You can very easily pin me down. You give me a nice, <laughs> you know, give me a nice flat to live in with heating and the television. That is true. And I'm fine. I'm not like. There are some things that I need consistency in, but but. I guess it's not. It's not about being. It's not about being surprised. It's just about experiencing different things, knowing that I can have all the stuff. Well, on the flip side of this, what turns you off? This one, a lot of people have said the same kind of thing, like the opposite of passion. People who are lazy or creatively slumped, it, it's kind of an unattractive quality. Or people who demean other people's passions or enjoyment just because they don't associate with it. Things like that. It's such a such a kind of personality turn off. You know what turns me off in people is lack of ambition, unoriginality, Ooh. that kind of thing. You yeah, know? I think that's fair. And I, I, it goes to the, you know, if, if someone, there are, I know people who are lovely, lovely people, absolutely lovely people. And I'll say, like, I'll ask them, I'll be talking to them, I'll be like, what's your plan? Or like, what do you want to do? Or like, what excites you? And they don't really have an answer for right. it. Or, or someone is like bitching all the time about their job that they hate. And I ask them the first question that comes to mind. What are you doing about it? And they're not doing anything. And that's a very frustrating conversation that to have. frustrates me to no end. Turns me right off. And you, you see it in like... You see it in people. It doesn't necessarily need to be as obvious as that. It can be like people's behaviours. You know, people being like self-destructive time and time again. Or making terrible decisions about people they hang out with or the the people they take as partners when when they'll just they'll you know that they'll be they'll be complaining about it sure or that they can do better or that they could so easily help themselves i have a hard time i like i get flack for it as well i'm a bit of a i can be a know-it-all and i i can be my temptation is to be a problem solver even when it's not asked for right and sometimes people just want to like vent to me and i'm like well here's some practical solutions and they don't like that yeah i i understand that because i i like to consider myself quite grounded even though i'm sure in some regards i'm very much not but when it comes to a lot of life decisions i'm quite kind of flat about it like well this is the way it is whether you like it or not, here's how you need to deal with it. Yeah, like... I, and that, like, some people don't like hearing that. And it's like, well, that's not my problem that you didn't want to hear what you need to be told. But unfortunately, that's the way it is. How are we now going to go about fixing this together? Yeah. But some people don't want to hear that. And I think, like, I mean, I haven't really touched on the spiritual part of your question. And really, that's because I'm not spiritual. Sure. I'm, um, on top, I'm, I'm... 100% atheist, humanist, like... Although your mother's a vicar, am I wrong? She is, and it is a problem. <laughs> 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 I 
Oh, God. <laughs> it must make for a difficult Sunday roast. <laughs> I love you, man. Love you. Big fan. But oh. I don't believe in the big boy in the sky, and I never will. And she knows that. We're cool. We, we understand each other. We're simpatico. I think it's interesting that you brought up lack of originality, because actually that's something that really turns me off with regards to things like music. Music for me is a very, very easy thing to get completely distracted away from if something puts me off. Lazy lyric writing mm, is one of the worst things on sure. earth. And I actually get very wound up about it. Like, why did you write that? Like, that's just that's just shit and it's, lazy. It's and all tied like, together. It's what turns me off about religion, to be honest. No, fair enough. Look, yeah. here we are, coming full circle. Well, yeah, I mean, I... I I mean, I'm I'm not going to spend too much time on it because I can I can feel your listeners turning off. I can feel sure. them unsubscribing. Religion's always a difficult one. I can feel them leaving as we speak. <laughs> but that is something like personally, I love variety and I love my agency to kind of affect change in my own life and do whatever I want and eat whatever I want and be whatever kind of creative I want. And religion is this stationary bastion of faith I, that I is feel unshifting. Like you give up a certain a certain element of that by kind of shrugging and saying, well, it's all God's plan. I think these are very deep answers, Chris. Really you're really aren't. hitting on some I'm you're hitting sorry. on some points that we didn't hear before. I try not to take it deep and it's just where I go. No, it's good. We need some of this. We've had a real variety of guests coming on the podcast, and that's what makes it great. In fact, people have noticed this. Liam, in the first episode, we were very laddie and boisterous. Mm. Spammles was very relaxed. Luke and James, our two podcasts, were very conversational and quite laughy. Isla's was very passion-filled, and I basically had a big smile on the whole time because Isla's a total delight. This one, I'm giggling, and I feel like we're hitting some massive deep points. So Ooh, yeah. this has been one heck we're of a podcast so everything. far. Absolutely. Crime and punishment. Does <laughs> yeah, God things are going fine. Do we matter? Why doesn't the cheese come with with roasts? Yeah, with roast dinners. Yeah, exactly. This is going well. So let's move on to things a little bit more closer to the bone, Chris. What is your favourite curse word? Oh, you know, I just like a classic fuck. Everyone says fuck. It's just great. Last week we had Isla McTeer walk us through some Scottish ones. And you don't get to hear a lot of those. I love a lot of the British ones. I've said this a lot of weeks, like a bugger, a wanker. They're always fun. I'm not a huge fan of those. Maybe it's because I've spent so much time in the States. I'm very, ah. I'm very like transatlantic and I watched a lot of American TV growing up. And sometimes I hear bugger or wanker or like I say them and it doesn't feel right. I don't I think, see. I think maybe it's just that I feel like that I can't pull them Do off. you have any expressions that you really like, like, like a way of cursing someone, almost an expletive? Because one of mine, even if it's quite visceral, is calling somebody an anus tumour. <laughs> It's very hardcore, but it's there's something really annoying. When you're playing a game and someone gets you, you go, oh, you anus tumor. There's something really visceral about it, and it rolls off the tongue, so um, to speak. But do you have any like that? Because there's a lot of American ones that work really well. You can kind of say a lot of things like, oh, you jerk off. There's things you just don't get to say in British. British? English? English? You know, it'll come to me off the top of my dome. I'm not... Nothing's coming to mind, but it's one of those ones I'm like, I'm on the spot. I know I do. I know I have them, but maybe I just need to get riled up. I like the expression, rustle my jimmies. That really rustles my jimmies. That makes so much me of a curse happy. word. That rustles but my it jimmies. it is great. <laughs> I think, I, again, going back to the simple things, I just, I think I like calling someone a fuck. <laughs> you fuck. You yeah, that person is fuck. a fuck. Because <laughs> you can really, I, maybe it's, I, I, I do a lot of, you know, 
talking to camera and recording my voice and i like the way that i say fuck sure when i if i can if i want to put some put some you know flavor on it i you let my that. whole jaw drop i i almost swallow the word and i'm like get out of here you fuck <laughs> there's something really easy to kind of spit it when something bad happens it happens to me you in almost fuck. every game or video ever when i fail at something just yeah. fuck just works fuck. really well I love it. Okay, I'll agree with you. Just fuck is universally agreed to be the best one. Yeah, it's good. And it can mean so many things and it can be used in so many ways. Speaking of things that could be used in many ways, actually, I don't really know how this is applicable, but I'm trying to neatly segue in every way that I can. What sound or noise do you love? Some people have chosen musical instruments with this question because that's quite an obvious choice. My favourite musical instrument is the harp. What is yours? I really, 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 I don't know if I would call them my favourite. But I really, really love strummed stringed instruments with metal strings. So a guitar. Um, bonus points. No, bonus points. Because that's like usually like where there's like metal wrapped around nylon. It's not quite the same, but like actual just just metal strings like a banjo. Oh, right. Okay. Bonus points if they have sympathetic strings like a mandolin or a um dulcimer or well, dulcimer is different though because that's struck with mallets not necessarily it's a bunch of different ways you can is that just one method of playing bunch of different ways you can play a dulcimer and bunch of different form factors for dulcimers there's some that you sit on your lap there's some that you can hold and you can do them with your fingers or you can do them with with plectrums or you can hit them or you can slide on them i'm a fan of a glockenspiel not only because of the way it sounds but because of the way it sounds like glockenspiel what a word. Mm. I also just love the human voice, particularly the male voice. I just like, I like, not in like an a cappella way, just like in a vo vocal speaking way. I love vocal fry. I love um, uh, bass. Um, most of my favorite like voice actors are men, not women, just out of preference. Are you a fan of harmonizing with male vocals as well? Because that, to me, is where the where vocal takes itself to a new level, is perfect harmonizing. Yeah, but it's, strangely enough, not a huge fan of a cappella groups. I suppose there's a campness or a kind of irritating quality to them. My that's... sister's always listening to that, that one group, the Pentatonics. Yes, yeah. And they annoy the living shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, we get it. You're all very good at singing. Shut the I, fuck up. I have up. to agree, actually. I don't like the Pentatonics. It's, However, I do like the spin-off group that two of them formed. At a certain point, it's not like... It's like, you know, it's like when um, when Trivium or whoever just spend like 10 minutes doing, like, wanking their fretboard. It's the same... <laughs> It's the same thing. It's like, at some point, you've crossed over from this being interesting music to you showing off, and it's an assault on the ears. Give me it some, is an like, aerial assault, yeah, like all Dragon Force songs ever. Take a little bit away, okay? Even Pollock, you know, had only used limited colours. That's <laughs> such a good way of putting it. I think that's very apt. Pentatonix is just like, all of it, all the time. Yes, we must make all the sounds every day. Do you like any of those YouTube channels who make new songs in kind of 80s or 70s style? Um, and they almost replicate them perfectly. It's truly amazing. I've subscribed to a couple of them, but their names escape me. But they kind I of remake Justin Bieber tracks with some of the remix stems. And it's just really, really cool. I'm not sure if I've come across this phenomenon. I know a lot of remix channels. I'll try and post some in the description if I do manage to find them. But they're really, really awesome. It's just people who've basically written a really cool funk track and gone, oh, this would work with the vocal for What Do You Mean by Justin Bieber. So they find that stem and drop it in and it's really cool. It's like a really epic track. 
if you can do, if you're a good, um, say, mashup artist, I am a big fan of that. Um, I've got a, I've got a lot by this this uh, mashup guy called Fugu in my iTunes. It's old, old at this point. Old, old news to to if you know him, you know about him. Um, but yeah, like mashup stuff when it works is really, really good. Like, Do you remember um, Norwegian Recycling? I have not heard of that. Really? Did you never hear the song How Six Songs Collide? Nope. Oh, it was very famous. It was. It started with Howie Day's Collide and Jason Mraz's I'm Yours mm. and then featured other songs like, ah, shit, which one was it? There's a Backstreet Boys one. I was yeah. lost and alone trying to go. That one. It, I can't remember, but Brilliant. it's called How Six Songs Collide. It's the first ever mashup I heard, aside from Wonderwall mixed with Boulevard of Broken Dreams, yeah. I think. But I love that, a good, it was really I do cool. love a good mashup, though. I'm a big fan. That Fugu, um, I've got one of, I've got one that is Johnny Cash's Hurt with the vocals from Make It With You by Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, interesting. Damn. And it's better than the sum of its parts. Oh, that's that really it, cool. I know, right? That sounds apocryphal, especially since Johnny Cash's Hurt is involved. <laughs> but trust me it's so good i'll have to check that out Fuzu, did you, you say his name was fugu fugu sorry my mistake e-u-g-o-o well there we go i will have to check that out so to move this to the negative side of this noise coin what sound or noise do you hate the sound of my dad eating fruit <laughs> it's so specific why this it's gross it's bad and which I'm, fruit in particular and i'm i melon actually you know what anyone anyone eating mango hedgehogs anyone eating near me anyone who eats with their mouth open oh but that's a sin it is a sin and i I don't even believe in sins but no that was you know you know the whole adam and eve thing like cast him out of apple of eden like it wasn't because they ate the forbidden fruits because he went he was eating with your fucking mouth mouth open open. get out i'm not having this the snake was like yeah look at me i got i've only got two teeth I yeah, exactly. So screw you. As I do. Yeah, that like any if if I've had housemates in the past who eat with their mouth open who like and also strangely make manage to make a meal last like an entire hour. So it's like oh, for God's you can't sake. even you can't even be happy when like they they've finished the meal so you can enjoy the rest of your episode of whatever you're watching. It's like they will be eating the entire time. That's an entire game of thrones session of chewing and I'm not sure I can whole, deal with that episode of station 19 ruined no thank you i couldn't be dealing with it i think in fact a judge or the police would probably just let you off if you ever did kill them i'd be involved in a new story that ended with he then turned the gun on himself if i lived in a house full of people that were like that and like and fruit and cereal and um soft foods are just the worst they are the culprits right i think one of the worst is yogurt i don't like listening to people eating yogurt yeah because you have to go yeah, to, to swallow the yogurt. And if you make that noise near me, I will deck you. And mm. I'm not a violent man. I've never once struck someone, but I will if you chew yogurt near me. Some people overestimate how much they can fit in their mouth and then have no choice but to keep their mouth kind of open. You've got that tattooed on your chest, don't you, that sentence? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I do. So, Chris, <laughs> we'll move on with this questionnaire on that bombshell. <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? 
Oh man, there's probably a whole list. But do you have anything that you really don't want to do? True to, uh, true to form. Yes, I have an entire. I have a whole list. What the easier answer would be? What I don't want to do. Well, that's the next question. So, is there is there something you'd really like to do in life? But I guess because of your variety question, it's a list of things. The thing is, am I allowed in in the context of this question to kind of go back in time a little bit? You know, if I well, could that's study- a, that's a feature later, so we okay. may have to not allow I, that. Because the thing is, I would love to, in a in a if I was a vampire. Okay, good start. And this might surprise some people that I'm not. <laughs> but oh, really? If I was a vampire and could live forever, I would just try my hand at everything. I would have a lifetime being a doctor. I would have a lifetime be, being a politician. I would have a lifetime being a money person. Um, a money like person. Money, you know, like a trader or a, a sure. broker or oh yeah something. a money person yeah like money and investment fascinates me the uh the um it fascinates me but not to the point where i'd want to sit at a desk and work at it every day for five days a week every day for you know years ins and outs of politics fascinate me they all these things fascinate me and 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 a lot of them only started fascinating me in later life i see like as i became an adult so it was already too late to train for some of them you know because i'd picked my I picked my, like, vocation. Okay, so you, you would like to kind of attempt a whole a life of doing everything, I suppose. Would you would you ever go for the farm life? Would you ever reenact Stargy Valley in this kind of vampiric life? Oh, man, I'd love to. You know this. <laughs> I, I, I love tractors. <laughs> I, I do know I this do, about you. I have spent... I've clocked a lot of time in both Stardew Valley and Farming Simulator. Of course. Which is not even a game. No, that is true. That's a, that's a simulator, mate. That is just... I just... You just plant them and then you wait and then you go up and down and then you take it to the thing and you sell it and it's very satisfying. Do you know what? The peak of simulator games for me must have been in around maybe 2011. I was in a game in Guildford and I was just browsing the PC section just because I was bored. I didn't have a PC at the time. But before my eyes loomed this PC CD-ROM from the early 2000s <laughs> and it just said Street Cleaner Simulator. So I had oh to God. turn it over, and it just read yes. on the back on the blurb, want to sweep the streets like a real street cleaner? And it's like, who's the guy who's coming home from just whatever he do does it. at work and goes, I need to clock in a few hours on Street Cleaner Simulator, love. Put the kids to bed, dinner can wait, I'll be there in a bit, the streets need cleaning. <laughs> I don't need to see a digital representation of Bogner Regis with slightly (laughs) shittier streets for me to sweep up. That's something that people do on a volunteer basis already. Yeah, you you can can do that in real life. No one's in the streets saying, nope, can't sweep here. The reason I play Halo is because I can't be a space marine <laughs> and I can't, I can't respawn to any length. I, if I, I don't like football, but if I could, I'd go out and play football rather than play FIFA. <laughs> so why are these people going? And also I saw next to this port simulator. And again, it said on it, when the boat comes into port, that's when the real hard work begins. And I'm thinking, what? Who's made this? Who's playing it? And who's keeping the market alive for someone else to go I'm making this this will be great and how long does it take oh my god how many hours are you putting into this is there a ranked mode that's what I want to know oh 
Probably. That takes us away from professions and we'll move on to yeah. the final question of the pivot questionnaire and then we'll move on to some of the hogcast features, which I adore. So, Chris, if heaven exists, which I know is a difficult start to this question considering we've discussed your atheism. <laughs> well, it doesn't, so move on. No, okay. I'll entertain it. What would you like God to say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Congratulations, you get to go again. Oh, no. Round two. <laughs> Round two. Ding, ding. You get to retain everything you learned, but for a little while, you're going to be a baby. Oh, I, would you do that? Because I think I'd do that. I'd go, you know, restart. Fuck, from, yes, I would do that. That would actually be sick, being four years of age, having a teacher tell you off and say, go, listen here, love. <laughs> yeah, mate. No, your pedagogy's all wrong. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't patronize me on how to spell cat, love. I'll teach you anti-disestablishmentarianism. We've all had those, like... Um, fantasies, haven't we, where you could go back, like, what if I could do school again but know everything I know now as an adult? I'd be so good at sex. <laughs> you know? We've all be- we've all thought about it. <laughs> Fuck yeah, if I get to the pearly gates and God is like, okay, new game plus. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy with that answer. That's, yeah. that's w one down from I just am a vampire and I can live forever. I mean, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Well, I'm happy with that as a questionnaire. So I think we've got to know you fairly well over this kind of introductory I 45 so. minutes. I think I learned stuff about myself. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think this is kind of, this is almost therapy now. Yeah. So Chris, it's time for us to move on to our first feature here on the podcast, which is mm -hmm. arguably my favorite. Every week, I put out a tweet asking you, the hogs, to recommend a haiku topic for me and my guest to try and talk through, try and throw at each other, see which one of us can come up with the best one. And this is a feature that I like to call Haiku Do You Think You Are? Last week for Haiku Do You Think You Are with Isla McTeer, you guys recommended that we did anime as a subject, which comes to no surprise considering Isla McTeer is an anime YouTuber, and you guys pretty much all universally voted that Isla won those, and that is because she actually worked Japanese into her haikus, so that's automatically a win. This week, Chris and I are going to be going head-to-head, -head, ironically, with the subject matter getting a haircut that was recommended to us by Thick Boy Charles. Thank you very much, Charles, for recommending this. So, getting a haircut. I think this is this is probably fairly easy to do. Three nice and easy haikus on. So, Chris, why don't you take it away with your first haiku do you think you are? Okay, I have chosen to, to make mine, uh, all my haikus, autobiographical. Okay. And I'm going to do them chronologically. That's fine. Mine are also chronological, but they're not necessarily about me, although they, they're they kind of relatable. So you go first. Okay, number one. Do we give them titles? You can if you want. <laughs> I'm going to call this one, uh, Freedom Was Bitter. Okay. Never liked the barbers, so my dad shaved it all off. <laughs> I cried in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? That's this is very frustrating because my first one is very similar. I knew I had a feeling we'd get Venn diagrams of our subject it's a matter. Rite of passage that we all go exactly. Through. Here is my Screaming first. In the barbers. Here is my first haiku. Do you think you are? All I requested was a little off the top. Why am I bald now? 
It's the worry I've had every time I've gone there. I used to have an Italian barber when I was young, who, no matter what yes. you said to him, you were getting your head shaved. Like, you could sit there for three to four minutes explaining the intricacies of how you wanted it cut. It wouldn't matter to him. Mm. He would just get that razor out and... And there you go. So what is your second haiku do you think you are? Take it away. This one's called... Heidi. <laughs> okay. Hey, just go crazy. Pink to orange with a wedge. <laughs> It's for my web show. <laughs> That's a really vivid. Is this this happened to Based you? Based on a true story, there are pictures. Oh my gosh! What is a wedge? It's where they just shave down to the down to the skin. Oh my god! And they just take a chunk to the out bone. Oh my god! All the way round, and it was at, at an angle, and it got thicker as it went round. Jesus Christ! Jesus Corbin! And underneath was black. Oh my god! What, your skull? And no, everything under the- all the hair left under the wedge. Oh god. Was dyed black, and everything above it was like... Bright pink through to orange, with a kind of quiff at the front. Sweet mother of god! I need to see these it pictures now. in fucking credible and you can see it in an episode of High I'm a Draw yet. Right, so now it's my turn for my second haiku do you think you are. Go for it. It's now that moment. I see the back of my head. I just smile and nod. I've never understood what to say at that moment. Every time they show me the back of my head with a mirror. And I don't think anyone in history has gone, You've got that all wrong. No, that's not what I wanted, that's not what I asked for at all. No, you can't just say that. You, yeah, it's, you it's more of a gesture. You're not allowed. No, you the, just the, kind the of have to go, you just go, you nod, and you go, Yep. The Great. Yep. Only, Perfect. The only socially acceptable thing to do in that situation is to leave, is to pay them and leave and never come back. Yep, sounds about right. That is it, because there's no way you can tell your barber that they did a bad job. No. Right <laughs> yeah, I've just, no. I've just got to find a new place to get my hair cut now. No. Like, sorry, not paying for this. I, the person who has the stones to say that is a person I don't want to mess with. <laughs> I agree. Right, Chris, what is your third and final haiku do you think you are to do with haircutting? This one's called... Sometimes I wear gym clothes. <laughs> okay. Could not see the back. He held the mirror and asked, Is three stripes enough? <laughs> is, this, is this to do with the same incident from number two? These are all three separate times. Oh, sweet Christ. This being the most recent, because I, I, um, I dress differently I see. than how I did a few years ago. Right. And, uh, yeah, it was... I had to, um, I had to go down to a one. Oh, a one? Big, to avoid looking like a walking Adidas logo. <laughs> oh, Christ. Because no one has, no one had told him that I was not, um, cool enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's my third and final one, which I, I experience every time I go to the barbers. Do you take card here? No. Of course you bloody don't. <laughs> no tip for you, sir. I've never won. Every time I ask it, and they always go, no, no it's the same. there's a cash machine right outside, though. It's like, well, then why? You should have learned, dude. Yeah, I know. I should just go in with it. You should have learned by now. I go buy the cash machine, and then I go to the barbers. I need to get my hair cut soon, because I'm getting to the point where it's getting just unwieldy. But what do I do? I like the length of my hair at the front, but on the sides and back, it looks shit. But I can't go in and go, look, love, just shave the sides and the back, because that'll look ridiculous. Sometimes I ask them, actually, just for fun. I'm like, hey. 
do you take card? And they're like, no. And I'm like, ah, I got you. And I give them the cash. And they're <laughs> wow. like, ah. And I'm like, ah. And they're like, ah, we're a drug front. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> Shit. Goodbye. I never thought about it that way. You're right. Oh, that's why mine's called crack cocaine. I should have really have thought about that. <laughs> that's why your your barber is called cuts and cuts. Exactly. There it is. That was the joke I really needed to make. What are the other cuts? Well, if you guys enjoyed this week's haiku, do you think you are? And you guys have any suggestions for haikus, do leave them in the comment section over on the YouTube version of this hogcast, because I will try and read out some of your guys if you guys give me any that really, really tickle me or that I think are really, really good. Try and let me know who won as well. Last week it was Isla absolutely, completely overwhelming me. But this week, did Chris win or did I win with our relatable haircutting mm, haikus? We were both very relatable. They certainly were very very wholesome now we're about to go to one of our most relatables relatables relatable features that's what i meant to say and that is am i normal am i normal is just a station where we discuss something that we do or that's maybe a little bit quirky in our lives and we discuss whether it's something normal sometimes quite a few other people do it the thing i had was growing up i always thought that there were sharks in swimming pools and i know that's a strange one but I've actually spoken to quite a few people now who tell me that they suffered from the same thing and they still do to this day. Doing things like backstroke in a pool makes them incredibly nervous and I still struggle with that. So do you have anything that makes you normal or anything that makes you abnormal? I had a, I had a whole list of things. I see. That I wrote down for this section and I think the I'll lead with the best one. I think I'll, I've whittled it down to the funniest. Okay. When I am in a crowded or stressful environment, most often it is like Comic-Con or MCM or Playlist Live. And there's a lot of people around and they're all going in different directions and maybe there are some people that want to meet me or that want to try and sell me something or hand me flyers. And I need to get from A to B, I need to go to the toilet or I just, you know, what happens on Oxford Street, I'm like, trying to get to Marks and Spencer's, please, thank you. <laughs> Want to buy some cushions. Right. And there's all these fucking people getting in my way. Sure. Every single time I find myself in that situation, my brain starts playing the theme from Star Wars Episode One: A Phantom Menace. <laughs> what, Jewel of Fates? Yes. No! <laughs> no not even, not even the famous bit. Which bit? It which is, bit plays? Do you mean the? It's like one of those. It's like one of those videos where they take one lyric of a song and perfectly loop it. Right. My brain. Right. Imagine me trying to walk, trying to walk at a decent pace down Oxford Street on a Saturday. I'm imagining it. My brain is going. It never stops. I've, I think I do this as well. It never advances. Yeah, it never moves. Yeah. It never gets to the ba da da. It just is like. It doesn't even have the. I even hum it myself sometimes out loud. I think that's a great one because I've often done things like that, maybe less so with the playing the music, but I've always imagined. So, you know, in those long journeys when you were a small kid and you just spent ages staring out the window, you'd watch mm. things like the street lights go by. To me, I'd imagine in my head kind of being like Spider-Man and swinging from each one to each one or jumping or I'd look at all the cars that I could see outside on the motorway with us and go, if I was Spider-Man, how would I get 
you know, how would I get forward on this motorway? Well, I could jump on this car to that car, or, or I can maybe mm. swing onto there. I don't know. Is that normal? Is that the kind of thing that most people do? Oh, absolutely. I used to... Um... Sort of what Cluster Truck envisioned, actually. Similarly, I had something like that from one of the Rugrats PlayStation 1 games. Oh, shit. Because there's an episode, or there's a level where you go in through a mirror... And you, you end up playing in your house, but everything's upside down. So you walk up, you know, you're walking around the house, but have you ever looked at how a door is? You don't just walk through a door on the ceiling. There's a lip that you walk over. So now I, I always see a room upside down. And part of me kind of imagines like, in, is it Poseidon, the ship that turned upside down? Uh, I think so, yeah. Part of me now imagines what it would be like if, if my house suddenly poseidon and I had to get out. How would I go about doing that with the newly shifted gravity of my flat is that normal no that's absolutely normal I, i'm absolutely 100 on board with that it's just like my tony hawk's disease interesting so we're both very normal we kind of envision things through we're video games of our normal. youth and go yep real life is now able to be part of my vision and to tie the two together right oh. the, the music and also the seeing things as games the other piece of music that seems to just be my inner soundtrack is the theme from We Love Katamari. Oh, really? Yes. Well, it's Katamari... Damashi. ...on the rocks. Oh, right. Which is, which is like the first level um, Oh, so music. not... La, 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 Well, yeah, but it's like the extended one. So it's like... Oh, right. And then it goes into the beat, you know? Nice. And that's like... That is the other song where it's like i have i'm moving with purpose but i'm not in like a stressed environment unfortunately me moving with purpose is a constant stress because for me nobody else on earth seems to be moving with purpose when i'm moving with purpose yeah. and it pisses me off that they're not going to wherever they're well, going yeah, so that's with dun, purpose dun, 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 so that's when yeah that exactly <laughs> but if it's Do you if, know ever since now that you've said this i'm just gonna hear jula fates in my head when i commute now because i power walk and all i'm gonna hear is dun, 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 dun. when it's like coming easy you know maybe i'm getting stuff done i'm crossing stuff off my to-do list or i'm just like oh hey i'm gonna go out for a walk and i close the door what's that not anything i've listened to remotely in the last decade <laughs> nope it's katamari <laughs> great interestingly i still do i do the same kind of thing from a game called crazy racers which was like konami's game boy advance mario kart equivalent and it was it's got a couple of songs on there that i still to this day just sing constantly just while i'm out and about or walking or when i'm moving quickly or if i hear even something like a bus's brakes go in a certain tonality or cadence. I go, oh, that sounded like... And then I'll start singing the Game Boy Advance track. It's weird how things like that work. I guess it's kind of context-dependent remembering. Mm. But interestingly, that brings us to the end of our first feature, Am I Normal? Are we normal, guys? You guys can let us know. Let us know things you do that you maybe think are a little bit too quirky to be considered normal. And next time, maybe we'll rate you and see if you're normal. Anyway, Chris, it's time for us to move on to yet another feature here on the Hogcast. We're a very feature-heavy Hogcast because I like to play games with people. I like to try and see how their brains work. So now, it's time for... Super timey wily hoggy boggy nonsense! Now, this is actually simply a time travel feature. It just has a very grandiose name that I simply don't remember writing down, but that's by the by. Chris, do you have anywhere in your past, in the past of the planet, or maybe even in the future of the planet, that you would like to visit, and why? 
I just want to go to the future, man. It's that, that's kind of the essence of your podcast, isn't it? But you're trying to save us from the future. So are you trying to go to the future to save us from the future? Well, I'll see. I'll let, I'll let you in on a little secret about my podcast. I will save you from the future available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Always plugging. The secret to my podcast is that it's like a kind of doomsday conspiracy theorist thing, but I'm kind of playing like a character, you know, like how Stephen Colbert pretends to be a Republican, but he's not. Sure. You know, it's kind of like that. I play it for laughs, but actually, I can't wait to get to the future. I can't wait. I'm so fascinated. I just, I like, so any, if I can go like 100 years, 200 years, 300 years into the future, and I can see what's there, uh, I'll be happy. No matter, like, whatever it is, I'll be fascinated. It'll be like a new world, and I get to experience everything. I'll get to tickle that, you know, variety novelty boner that I love so much. <laughs> I I've never heard the expression tickle the boner, but sure, I get the, what you mean. Tickle my novelty boner. <laughs> and hey, like, also, if I can come back, damn, I'm going to be rich. That is true. I said this one week, actually, that I'd like to go to the future, notice trends, come back, start yeah. trends earlier, get rich, die famous, kind yeah. of something like that. I think for me, I just, I kind of, whilst I agree with you that I love the idea of the future, I just like technological advancements, even at a base level. I like seeing how society evolves. I like seeing the way the things we use on a day-to-day basis change and adapt. But actually, this week, I'm deciding to go back just to mm. times kind of before 1950, when everything was in black and white, just so Ooh. I can see it with my eyes 2018 eyes eyes that don't see it as this grainy sped up black and white weird footage i can't envision what british oh yeah countryside was like in the war because all i see are these black and white photos or sped up footage and i know it's footage i know that's how pictures work but it's not but it's the same as seen. seeing it it's yeah exactly seen. Their, their clothes yeah. had color they exactly they walked around that oh, that's why something like um so show like Peaky Blinders or something never never quite feels realistic to us. Sure. Because it's like, well, it's clearly a modern television show. They didn't have those colors back then. That is true. I didn't think about that. It's crazy. But it's, yeah. No, you, you made a really good point. You're blowing my mind here. I'd love to go back and just see what, you know, maybe maybe Charlie Chaplin's suit jacket was like uh, kind of off Navy. Yeah, we'll never know. I'd like to go back and watch that Charlie Chaplin, you know, the famous time traveler conspiracy Charlie Chaplin footage. I'd like to just go back and see that getting filmed. Yeah. And, and then eventually just go up to that woman and go, what is that that you've got? Oh, it's just a, right, you're just covering your face. Okay. Mm. Like, what if it is a time traveler and I'm also back there time traveler going, yo, dude, yeah. where did you come from? Why are you using that in Charlie Chaplin's videos? You're ruining it for us. But in the past, there, in black and black and white times, there is no technology that's going to help me live forever. No, this is true. Is living forever something you want for but, life? Yes. You and I are on the Absolutely. same wavelength with that, then, because I don't want to die. I, I want do to not live want forever. To die, and it's like, like the you know the Queen song, "Who wants to live forever?" I stick me. my hand straight up. Yeah, I would like to live forever. Put me in in a kind of biomechanical interface, and I'll be happy. The ghost of Freddie Mercury's there, and he's like, "But what? But Bing, what about all your loved ones, Bing?" And I'm like, "No, well, I'll find new ones." Wow. Yeah, but what if they die? See, this is one of those things where if you wish for immortality, I'd have to wish that the halo effect of me getting immortality is so does everyone I care about, because then they'll live forever as well. 
And we all get to live together forever happily. Well, now you're making me sound like a dick. Well, I wasn't trying to imply well, it, Well, like, obviously, if that's on the table, then yes. <laughs> but most of the time, it isn't. Come on. Get real. Well, speaking of getting real, Chris, it's time for me to bring you down to a slightly more challenging topic. Mm-hmm. This is another one of the features that we have here on the podcast, arguably the final feature for you today, Chris. And this one is simply called Let's Play God! of segments. It is now your turn to shout the name of this feature because I'll reverb the living fuck out of it and it'll sound glorious. Let's play God! Fantastic. That's all I needed. That's perfect. I'll do a wharf one. I'll do a wharf one. Okay, go for it. Let's play God! That's new. We've not had one of those before. A character doing it. I like this. (laughs) This is an interesting change. Goodness, this is just becoming a very kind of left of field hogcast, and it's it's exciting. I'm not normally a fan of change, but this is fun. I like this. I am so- weasel. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that show completely. Was it I R Baboon and I, I am are, Weasel? I R Baboon, big star of cartoon, and I R better than Weasel. Dude, that that show had one of the sickest theme tunes in the world. And then it's like da 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 da. I can't. I can't remember all the lyrics, but then it's like, and then Worf comes in and he's like, I am Weasel. <laughs> I am Weasel. Do you know, that's one of my favorite bits of that theme, Jews, when he goes, I am Weasel. Then it goes, and then it has the little kind of guitar sound. It's really good. It is a good day to die. I want to see I Am Weasel doing that now. We're going to make yeah. that into a thing. I'm sure, there's, I'm sure there's YouTube videos of Weasel saying things that Worf said in Star Trek, for sure. I, I need that not, to happen. Everyone needs to... If if there aren't videos on YouTube We're of making Weasel one. saying Worf things, then <laughs> it is our responsibility to make this to happen. Make them. So, Chris, for Let's Play God... The point of this is that we are trying to change something about people, society, or maybe the planet Earth, and then we're going to discuss the kind of changes that that would have on our lives or how that would affect us. Do you have anything that you, as a deity, despite being a non-believer, as you've mm. mentioned a few times, that you would change about society or about the planet Earth? I would remove the very modern obsession with being famous. Interesting. And I, I mean that in like, because, you know, as long as the music industry or as, you know, publishing, you know, en masse has been a thing, people have wanted to be uh, published and, and well known and paid for their art. I mean, the very modern vacuous fame, um, like in the last couple decades, obsession with fame for fame's sake. Right. And the, the, the kind of everything that comes bundled with that and a lot the, the kind of paris hilton effect yeah the just and the 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 trickle down of like everyone in some way seemingly wanting to be famous or 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 just being like kind of cultured into turning themselves into a brand and i know that's that's that sounds really uh hippocratic Hippocratic? Hippocratic? Hippoc- that's that's doctors. Hypocritical. <laughs> it sounds really hypocritical. It sounds really <laughs> hypocritical of me because I'm a YouTuber and I make uh, a big part of my career is social media. Sure. But 
I kind of accept that. I kind of it, I want to have a career in entertainment and in film and making and directing stuff or performing in stuff or publishing music. And the social media is like a means to an end. It is not. It's never been like the be all and end all for me. You don't want to be an Instagram model sort of thing. I don't just yeah, you know, I don't, don't just want to be an Instagram model <laughs> or something like that. I, it would be unfulfilling to me. Even sure. if it was making me lots of money. It just wouldn't have that variety of the curry of life you need. Yeah. And also, because I'm aware of it, I'm, I'm maybe slightly... And I, and I can remember a time before it, which is very big, you know, because there are a lot of people nowadays that don't. And we forget that. So you kind of trans... You want to transcend the idea of people becoming famous and living in that fame sphere I'm where they not, can... I'm not, like, immune to it. I'm not immune to the neurosis that comes with it, but I am far more protected against it than say anyone who is 18 or younger now sure absolutely i'm kind of glad we didn't have this kind of stuff I'm growing so up glad man and i couldn't possibly raise a child right now no in this dude. decade no and thinking about the idea of facebook I'm, i mean we had bebo and then facebook and myspace and all that when we were kind of i mean you're a few years older than me but we were you know similar times in our lives mm. we kind of ran into myspace and facebook and bebo and things yeah. but now facebook twitter snapchat it's rife it's everywhere and you can't escape it and there was a big period people kind of maybe don't immediately remember like think about there was a big period between those websites starting to be a thing and them being in your phone all the time that is true because when myspace started i was still on a brick you yeah know? you couldn't have done that from your phone so it wasn't following me around all the time and i wasn't able to post photos to it all the time you had to go on gps wap sites which yeah. sounds like a kind of british slang for a porn site well i just didn't i just didn't because it was expensive and yeah. i had that i could never figure out how to turn the adult filter off <laughs> on my phone plan no i never figured that out either in fact i think I, a friend of mine tried and he got my phone infected with porn viruses <laughs> also also on a more self-serving note if if the like cultural default was not trying to be famous on every social media it'd be a lot easier for the rest of us who are trying to turn it into a career <laughs> that's so true yeah because you eliminate the competition like, everyone like it's not just other youtubers and other podcasters and it's, other it's nobody's and who want to be known yeah it's not your competition isn't just other podcasters or youtubers or musicians it's your everyone competition is everyone and that's shit every single person is like okay what are you gonna do with those fucking followers fuck off give them it's to true. me I'll put them to use. And weirdly, I think the same thing kind of applies to the music industry. Whilst, whilst I agree with you on this whole fame because of fame thing, part of me feels the same about people who pursue music because I used to pursue music and that was what I was going to do for my career and I was going to do in my life. Mm. Until I met an artist called Jack Savaretti, who a couple of years ago was doing super well in the charts. He had a number one album and everything and he kind of had this big comeback. But I met him in 2012 when my friend Freddie and I got VIP tickets. We won a competition. And we got yeah. I got to go and present the TV at Hard Rock Calling Festival. And I also got backstage stuff. And I met Jack Savaretti while we were backstage just having a few drinks. And he was really lovely. And we had a good chat with him for like an hour. And he basically said to me, because Freddie was a huge fan of him. He said to Freddie, well, thank God you've bought my album. Because at the moment, I'm fucking broke. I can't afford to feed my wife and kid. 
Mm. And that hit me really hard because I'm not the best. Mu- like, I've never gone. Wow, I'm a really good vocalist. That's just never been me. Like, I know I'm I know I can carry a tune, but I by no means consider myself to be a great vocalist. I can play the guitar. I'm by no stretch of the imagination or the definition a good guitarist, but I can put those two things together coherently. But that's not enough. You know, if you want to yeah. become this kind of pop smash hit you either have to have the best pr team in the world yeah. or you need to be fucking epic and i don't have either well, you need to have a, a lot of it just comes down to having some capital and being smart with how you spend it that's true but so I, i'm not trying to discourage people from doing music so i think everyone should do music if that's something you enjoy i think you should yeah. give up on the idea of becoming the next taylor swift kind of thing which i know quite a few musicians don't believe they'll ever do but you pretty much have to abandon the idea that that exists for you and never aim for that it might happen for you if you pursue the right thing and that's great and i encourage you to do that but sadly it's it's just one of those things that the rock and roll lifestyle of the 60s and 70s that we know from cliches is no longer a thing well there's i think there's being a musician there's being like a gigging working musician and then there's being a superstar being a superstar is is more about the business yeah you're right like they're people who they're people who have a team around them and like more often than not either come from money or or have had some kind of windfall that allows them to invest in you know studios and producers and the right collaborations and traveling to the right thing and getting the right representation and saying to your representation hey i've got a budget of 10 grand where can you you know how far can you get me in the charts it's true it's true it's kind of become a bit more corporate function right it can be done it can be done but it's always for that top tier except for the odd freak occurrence it has always been a money numbers thing that is true i didn't think of it that way it's just kind of down to capital yeah you can do it i mean and and it's kind of this is what we're really talking about here is not is no longer like desire for fame we're talking about we're talking about that moment in everyone's creative in every creative's career where you see like the curvature of the universe and you realize how everything is kind of stacked against you it's like yeah josh Hom came from money fucking um Courtney Cox, born to a wealthy family in Alabama. Jack right. Black, friends with Jack Black, friends with everyone in Hollywood already. Yeah, it's shit like that. Where you're just like, okay, well, that's where these people got their break. Yeah, and that doesn't mean they're not talented, but it, it means... No, it just means they had a know, different avenue that you maybe they, don't they, have the access to. They fall, they tick the boxes. Yeah, that right? is true. And you can tick the boxes. Anyone can tick the boxes. So really, we should be saying like, hey... Um, if you want to be the next Taylor Swift, fucking go for it. You can do it. If you have save these. Up, save up all your money and only do things, only do things that are very strategically thought out. Get Max Martin to write you a song. Yeah. And then you're done. That's it. All you need to do is have Max Martin write you one hit and you'll be made for luck. Mm-hmm. See, I, I think you've, you hit on all these really deep, meaningful kind of plunging in the depths of human experience and here's my stupid answer written in front of me of i would give everyone train fever (laughs) (laughs) or failing that make dragons a thing and yours was this whole deep idea oh my god i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i mean i'm not upset i think we've had a really good chat but i feel like a mug now (laughs) i don't feel like a mug Hey, you booked a comedy YouTuber, you expected comedy. <laughs> that's that's on me. That's my bad. I come clearly in a weird mood. 
Well, Chris, it, it does bring us to the end of the of all the features we have, and it actually does bring us to the end of the Hogcast, except we have one more thing to do. As I mentioned at the very beginning of the Hogcast, we do top and tail every Hogcast with a questionnaire. We started, obviously, with the Pivot questionnaire from Inside the Actors Studio, but now it's time for the customised Gamehog Quickfire Questionnaire. Mm. This is going to be a very rapid-fire questioning that may... <clears throat> so you just want short answers. Tiny Pretty answers. much. Okay. I mean, it's just going to be random. You're going to see how quickly you think on your feet. The question mm -hmm. may be boring or it may just be unusual. It's just to see how you react, basically, in as short mm -hmm. a time as possible. So, Chris Bingham, are you ready to face the Gamehog Quickfire Questionnaire? I am. I should warn you that my Japanese food might arrive during... I wasn't prepared for that, but this should so, be fine. If you hear a doorbell... And then, like, a clatter. That's me putting my headphones down to go get my food. Okay, fine. Your time begins now. Train fever or brain fever? Train fever. Correct. Train fever or scarlet fever? Train fever. Correct. Train fever or beaver fever? Train fever. Correct. Would the Proclaimers have walked to their lover's door if they found out it was actually 1,024 miles? No. Correct. If your life was a movie title, what would it be? Uh, uh, <laughs> You're thinking, don't think. Gotta get that <laughs> art. <laughs> okay, point for that, point for creativity. What are vegetables made from? People. <laughs> sure, yeah, fine point there. <laughs> you have entered a castle to find a long-lost collector's edition of the hit game Train Fever. Upon entering the main foyer of the castle, a mighty beast with 12 heads stands before you. How will you bypass this test? You have three choices. Do you Jenny A, reason with the beast? After all, you've always had an affinity with reptiles since you were a small boy, and the giant in its slitted eyes reminds you of Arthur, your pet gecko from when you were eight. Do you Jenny B, attack the beast? Nothing you can do. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I do just to I'm using Jenny A, Jenny B, and Jenny C for your answers. Do you Jenny B, attack the beast? Because nothing could stand in the way of you and Train Fever. Do you Jenny C, just leave. Train fever's alright, but there are far more interesting locomotive simulators out there, and this just ain't worth the hassle, Daddy-o. I'll try and reason with the beast. And unfortunately, you get roasted alive by simply Fuck. one of the twelve heads, and you have failed. Well, I resisted, no the, uh, I resisted the urge to um, do my own answer, which is to just get it on Steam, mate. Nothing that's <laughs> physical anymore. Fair enough. I get, you, you, you get back a point for creativity there. <laughs> okay, cool. If quizzes are quizzical, what are tests? Testicle. <laughs> no, that's just inappropriate what you said. The answer was difficult. You got me there. Right, Chris, you've done well so far, but it's now time for your final question. Okay, bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. Can you save me from the future if the future involves giant radioactive caterpillars riding the backs of armored flaming triceratops? And if so, how? I think that's actually an episode we did, so yes. <laughs> and how? Or will we have to watch to find out? Turns out they were holograms. Just <gasps> turn them off. And there it is, ladies and gentlemen, the final answer! <laughs> did I win? What's my I prize? think, do you know what? I actually think you got full marks except for one question which was the quizzical testicle one so basically I, i'd say you, to that one that was the answer was difficult oh 
I was, I was throwing you, Chris. I was saying, how you oh, think on I your see. feet. You're thinking I outside I the box. To see, I just wanted to say testicle on You air. did, and you giggled your way through it, and don't think yeah. I didn't notice that. But, Chris, I'm going to give you nine out of ten points there. Yes! I'd say that's actually the best we've done so far. Every week, yes! people seem to do that a little bit better, and so far, you've got near perfect. If anyone manages to get a perfect score, they will beat you. But this has been a very enjoyable podcast. I think we've got to know you very well, Chris. So thank yeah. you very much for being here. How have you enjoyed the hour and a half of kind of intense, weird questioning I've thrown at you? I've had a very good time. I've had a very, very good time. I've learned a lot about you, about me, about haikus. This is true. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to plug yourself, Chris. Where can people find you if they want to see your online content, if they want to hear your music, if they want to hear your podcast, if they want to follow your musings on Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat, where can they find you? Awesome. Um, so people can find me on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash I am Bing or just search my name, Christopher Bingham. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hello, I am Bing. I wasn't allowed to have I am Bing. It's too short or something. <laughs> I am. I just got into Twitch, actually. So you, you can find did. me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash stream Bing. We've been streaming some train fever over on there, and you and that Jenny B have been doing some human full flat, I see. Yeah, we've streamed together. We, sh- we need to do that again sometime soon. We certainly do. Hopefully some Monster Hunter at some point. That was something you wanted to get into, but you haven't actually managed to purchase it yet, have you? No, I need to get, well, it's not console only still, and I don't have a capture card, so Monster Hunter's like, what, £50? It will be coming out on PC sometime in the next few months. Yeah, maybe I'll get it on PC, because if I get it on console, it'll be, like, I haven't yet needed to get a a capture card, and I'm trying to put it off, because they're not hugely expensive, but... They're expensive enough to be a problem. I gotta eat. (laughs) Well, Chris, thank you very much for being here because this has been great fun. And guys, if you have enjoyed this and you're listening to the audio version, like I've said a number of times in the podcast, make sure you migrate over to the YouTube version. Leave us a little like. Leave us a comment letting us know who won the haiku do you think you are section. Let us know some answers to the questions, the features that we throw out. I'd like to hear what you guys think. And thank you very much for listening. This has been yet another podcast. Look forward to another one next week. I can't wait to do this again. It's becoming a very, very fun series. We are going to be doing about 12 of them for this series, and then we're going to have a little break. So look forward to many more of these coming. Anyway, guys, we will see you in the next Hogcast. Thank you very much for listening. Bye, Zs. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.